Hi, this is Emily Trotter, and you're listening to Nothing But Fine. Let's talk. Because people are fascinating, and everyone has a story. So let's see what we can learn from each other. I have a friend who has the most amazing story. Let me introduce you to them. Oh, my gosh. See, I hate to listen to that, especially when Brian's sitting here. So my friend today <laughs> is a childhood friend, um, Brian Smith, D. Brian Smith. Because apparently there's a lot of Brian Smiths. In fact, I actually know another Brian Smith. Everyone does. See, <laughs> is it like the new John Smith? There's a lot of us. Because <laughs> I know a John Smith as well. <laughs> I have a cousin. <laughs> but Brian and I have known each other. We both discussed. He brought this to my attention that he doesn't remember not knowing me. And I don't really remember not knowing you. I'm sure there was a time when I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um but you were just you're just there in the background of of all my childhood memories. <laughs> yeah, that's neat. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Brian um, and I were in the same youth group, well, and we can't remember each other before. So I mean, so probably before then. Um, his dad is one of the most influential people in my spiritual growth as a teenager. Um, Me too. And I feel like I could call Bobby at any time and say, hey, Bobby, I need you. And he would come. Um, But and the weird thing is, Brian, now (laughs) I assume your dad was around this age. Probably. When I met him. And now you look so much like him now. So it's just bizarre. In fact, um, Brian came to Columbus. He's he's doing some some very good pro bono work for um my uncle and um his wife i mean i thought about it his his wife and his son is here and and <laughs> i was thinking that um yesterday i was like tasha's probably like why is she staring at my husband <laughs> but i just kept going god that looks like bobby i mean this is so bizarre it's weird yeah. it's very weird it's so weird um, because you didn't because I saw you a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You did not look as much like your dad a couple years ago as you do now. Mm, yeah, I, maybe I can see that. <laughs> I don't think you had the. You didn't have the beard. Maybe not. It wasn't, a, and if you did, it wasn't as thick as it is now. Yeah, it's a lazy beard. I just <laughs> let it. It grows fast and. And um, so I just kind of let it happen and yeah. then I get sick of it and I, I trim it back pretty, pretty tight. Oh, so that's when I, that's, I mm-hmm. saw you during a trimming of the, mm-hmm. so that's when I saw you last. So that was about two years ago, I think. My dad, after he retired though, he just lets it, it's huge. Like, I mean, he, he could be Santa. Yeah. Oh, well, he plays Santa. Does he? Yeah. Of course he does. Yeah. That's awesome. He is, he a, a, is he, a, is he a mall Santa or is he just a, yeah. is he a freelance Santa? Freelance. Yeah. He takes gigs. <laughs> He looks like Santa. Uh-huh. Oh, that's awesome. But anyway, Brian, so that's a little bit of our of our background talk. Um, and I've given him a picture that I found of us when I think we were in eighth grade um, on a youth retreat. And we were trying to name all the people with us. And there's we can do most of them. We can do most of them. There, there's there's Cindy and Nikki Argo and um, Jennifer Beatty. Have you ever seen do you, do you see her? I don't see Jennifer. Um, and then see, and Brian still lives outside of Nashville, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, which it sounds like that's where everyone is. I yeah. mean, is Murfreesboro like the hip place? It's not that hip, <laughs> but a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people have, you know, kind of conceded Antioch and moved south to Smyrna and, and Murfreesboro. So it's busier. I mean, I always felt like Murfreesboro and Smyrna were so far away. From Nashville, I agree. And, when we were little, yeah, and and I lived on I lived in Brentwood on the other mm-hmm. southern side of Nashville, and um, we were sixty five south. And what's twenty four? Twenty four. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was sixty five south, and he the mm-hmm. there Murfreesboro was off at of twenty four. So um, I was kind of on the other side, but um, but I mean, it felt like it was so far out. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, as an adult, that. As you get older, things don't seem as an eternity when you're in the car. Yeah, anytime you're driving to a place, you it, it feels really far away if you don't go there often. That's right. why it, it seems like it takes less time to come back from a place because you were just on that road or whatever. But I agree. When I was little, 
uh, or not just younger, I guess, like, um, you know, teenage years, we'd go to Smyrna and it just seemed like it was just all fields. Yeah. You just drive like for miles and miles and miles and there was nothing there, but now it's like, you know, full of restaurants and yeah. Now there's like multiple stops off the interstate, right? See, that's, that's the thing you would leave Nashville with all that's bustling and all the exits. And then there was a space of nothing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there would be like one or two exits for Smyrna and Murfreesboro. And now it's just all yeah. not so much blank space between. Yeah. Th- these are things that people our age say, though. You know? <laughs> like we seem like we're so surprised that progress happened. <laughs> you know, is this why people call us boomers? <laughs> yeah. We're not boomers. No, we're not. We're Xers. Yeah. But um, who knew that that mattered, too? Like, I never paid any attention to my generation until recently. Yeah, but it's true, though. Like, the memes you see on the Internet about our generation are very true. Yeah. They're um, the the kind of the self-sufficient, um, you know, we were, we, you know, we came home from school and we're by ourselves for hours and hours. And fine. Yeah. We're totally fine. Yeah. I saw this one thing that said something like, uh, you know, you get on your bicycle in the morning and in the summer and you'd be gone you know, until dark and no one looked for you. No one looked for you. <laughs> no one looked for you till it was like an hour past the street lights came on. Yeah. You know? And then it was like, Oh, wait, maybe we should reach out and see yeah. where they are. Yeah. yeah. But, but there was no reaching out. All, yeah. They're reaching out was calling the other, the other uh, homes that you might, that you might be in. When standing outside and screaming your yeah. name. All right. That's what, that's what grandmother did. Yeah. But I would want to come in and bring the neighbors in and she would be like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they're not. Y'all aren't coming in here and playing inside here. Yeah. Forget it. It's it's neat, though, talking to someone like you, like like that. Like I said, I don't remember meeting you. You know, you're 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 in the background of my whole life, you know, as a as a child. But then we we fell out of touch. Yeah. Uh, after after high school. And so you talk about like these this this picture and you talk about like the the youth group and all this. And it's interesting to compare like my version of what happened and, and your version of what happened. Yeah. Cause those are memories that we've, and like stories that we've told over the years. Yeah. And it's neat to run into somebody and say, Oh, our stories match up. Yeah. Like, that actually happened. Yeah. Like, I, I can, co- I yeah. can corroborate that story yeah. with you. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's different to, um, like doing, the same thing, like, for instance, because we saw each other, we kind of reconnected two years ago mm-hmm. at a youth retreat reunion. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, I feel sorry for everyone that I ever, all these people that might listen to this, that were not a member of the Tusculum Hills Baptist Church youth group. Yeah, special. From, you know, in this 20-year period mm-hmm. that we happened to be in, and I had to leave because... I'm still I'm still not over it Um, that I had to leave because my mother remarried and we moved. But, uh, you know, that that group, because we weren't I didn't you didn't go to school with all those people. Obviously, I didn't go to school with all those people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we have a unique uh, thing with that, I guess. Yeah, we were outsiders. We Mm -hmm. we didn't get to hang out with everybody Mm -hmm. at school. And, uh, you know, and I didn't really I only saw them at church Mm -hmm. and. But some of the memories, I mean, those are my favorite memories growing up yeah. or youth retreats and activities and things that we did mm-hmm. um, with that. And um, I can't remember where I was going with this. Oh, but we went to this reunion and we were the young ones. This is really was really kind of a reunion for everyone older than us. Mm-hmm. And um, we were the young ones, except for Dana and Heather Willis. And we. It was bizarre to be back at that place as an adult yeah, the same place. That yeah, we the went same to. place that we yeah. always went mm-hmm. as an adult to be back there. And then I have gone back with Chris a couple times, uh, two years now, and done a youth retreat with him. And it's just bizarre to be back all these years later. I mean, yeah. like 30 years later. Right. I don't feel old enough to have an experience with some place with 30 years in between. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not old enough for that to happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a mere child, but it's bizarre to go back and do those things. Did you feel the same way? Yes, um, I, I did. And I, I've experienced this before a few times, too, in other ways. But um, it's interesting if if you're in contact with a place throughout your adult life, like if you have an experience at a place and then you experience that place all through your adult life, um, 
there's a there's a certain uh, you have a connection to it right. that never is broken. But but it's interesting how similar going back to a place you haven't been in thirty years. Yeah, how immediately you can you you remember all the details about about what happened there even yeah. though you haven't been there you haven't you don't i mean i think about i think about those retreats from yeah. time to time but but i don't like sit and ponder like every detail about them mm-hmm. and so when when but when you're there all of that come like you start thinking about you remember you have a memory that that you've not you hadn't thought about in 30 years that's yeah that's neat you know just and something's it, unlocked yeah a place can do that yeah you know um that's that's in, that's insane to think about, you know. It makes you want you, makes you want to go do more stuff like that. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. And I mean, you know, this this might be too much, but like, I mean, I've experienced that at, at the barn this week. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, your I mean, your neat. son made me laugh last night. Um, because Brian and his family are staying <laughs> at our barn dominium, and um. Brian has very specific memories of, of that place, which is funny to me. Um, and I have a memory of him there that he does not recall. And I don't remember him. He has a four wheeler memory that I do not recall, but your son was like, dad, you had a lot of firsts here. And I wanted to say, what else have you done here? (laughs) Yeah. He didn't really understand why that might be a little extra funny, but that's what it is. That's a funny moment. But, um, but no, I was, th- I was also thinking about it when we pulled up here. Yeah. Your dad was outside. Oh, he was? Yeah. And he waved at me and I saw him last night. I yeah. haven't seen him in 30 years. 30 years. <laughs> but, um, and I was thinking, I was thinking about, I don't know if you remember this, but, uh, my first, ex- another first, another first, uh, on a, my first tubing experience oh. happened on the lake. Yes. And, um, have you ever done it again? I have, but, <laughs> but not like that, not like that. Uh, and I've told that story a lot many times yeah. and, it, and I hadn't, uh, I hadn't thought about it recently though, until I saw your dad outside there. Just, just, it, it just 20 minutes ago. Is that Chris texting us? Um, no, no, that's, we're getting both getting texts at but, the same time from different people. <laughs> but yeah, the, the terror that, <laughs> It's your dad put me through on his boat, on his lake, on a tube. It's some of the, is, is one of the most memorable and and fun experiences of my entire life. Oh, I'm glad you added fun. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm it, glad you weren't traumatized. A hundred percent. It's it was like the the ma- maximum amount of terror and mac and you know I didn't really think I was gonna die, <laughs> but. I was in this state of like kind of knowing like how, well, I could. <laughs> how bad is this going to be, you know? It was built up like it was going to be like pretty yeah. terrifying and then it was terrifying. Yes. And um yeah, I I've told people before like watching the rope disappear into a wall <laughs> of water that you can't see the boat anymore. <laughs> and there's and and I'm getting ready to hit that wave, you know, at fast he still drives the boat like that and um why wouldn't well and i'm i'm very daddy at at my age now i'm like if you throw me off this tube i will be so mad at you that's it i mean you uh, no christmas (laughs) we will not spend christmas with you if you do that to me (laughs) i think that was the goal though was to throw people oh a hundred percent it was and it was this thing where uh the hard like the more you fought that the more terrifying it was going to be. Yeah. You know, like, like I you decided. You just fell off at the beginning. It right, would have been, been smooth sailing. Yeah. 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 You caught back right on and he'd kind of ease up maybe. The harder, the harder you hold on. Yeah. The, the, and I think I was, you know, pretty stubborn. This little, this little guy right here <laughs> was a stubborn young man in this picture. And, um, yeah, look at him. He's like, I know. Aren't we cute? I mean, I have a bow in my hair for Pete's sake. <laughs> Well, uh, and you, you're going to post this, yeah, hundred okay. percent. And I will say that I'm I'm happy that I'm not in makeup. I don't, I don't, I don't, you and we, I escaped the makeup. Are, is everyone else going to be mad that I post that? I don't know. I mean, I mean my my assumption is that they wanted to wear that. 
Well, they were on the clown troop, remember? What is it about Baptist churches that they all have clown troops? Uncle Chris made us be, and I was on the clown troop with those gals, but I, that wasn't my week. I wasn't a camper at that retreat. That was the year we went to Myrtle Beach, or was it Myrtle Beach instead? Mm -hmm. That was the year we went to Myrtle Beach instead of Panama City. We only did it that one year. Because I think we all revolt and we're like, nope, we're going back to House Cottages. We will go back to Panama City Beach. There was one year we went to Centerfuge. Oh, yeah. That? that was awful. Hi-Raz. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like Centerfuge. I had some I had some memories from that, though. What are your memories from that Centerfuge? I felt awful. Yeah. I did not. I didn't sleep good. And because my mom was a counselor, too, down the. And I remember having to miss all the stuff one morning because I was so. Thankfully, I'm not like this now because I'd be sick all the time. But if when I was younger, if I got my sleep got all screwed up, if mm-hmm. I didn't sleep, eventually I would get so sick. Yeah. And it, I, I got so sick that week um, and had to skip one morning and just sleep, take a nap in mama's room mm-hmm. while everybody else was down doing the thing. See, but I don't remember any of the I don't remember any of the group activities. I don't remember any. I mean, I, I remember us being there. I remember mm-hmm. the bus ride. I remember all of those things, but I don't remember any of the worship services or any of yeah. the, anything. I don't remember much about, I remember us kind of feeling like this is not us. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't our youth group. Yeah. Um, and we, and at first I, I remember as the week went on at first, like the adults were trying to be like, Oh, we're going to, this is, this is good. You know, we're, let's engage and be yeah. part of this. By the end of the week, like none of us wanted to be there is, is my is my recollection. of yeah. it. I also have a very funny thought about that that I, I think back onto a lot. I don't know if you remember this, but for whatever reason, they were they would sell Coca. They would sell Cokes in cans at the at at the high rise we were staying in. Yeah. And they tasted terrible. <laughs> and the boys in my um, my hotel room had discovered that down the down the beach there was uh, a place that was selling uh, like pretty large like cases of coke and they uh-huh. tasted good we went and bought cases of coke <laughs> and we we laid them on our air conditioner and they'd get like ice cold uh, like laying yeah. on the air conditioner and we sold them out of our room <laughs> for a dollar oh and we made a like we made we all walked away with money that week that's so weird isn't that weird I remember that clear as day. I'd love. Who was in your room? I don't remember. Like that's <laughs> See, weird. I don't I, remember mine either. Yeah, I don't know that many people our age went on that trip for some reason. Yeah. I know I was with people that like I wasn't normal. It wasn't with. the normal group. It wasn't. It was. They were older than me, and I don't. I don't. Because your mom was usually, or Wanda was mm-hmm. usually our um, right our counselor. And she was. It, well, they didn't really have counselors. Yeah. We were like in rooms. Yeah, it was weird. Like we you know we were in like hotel rooms. Yeah, like, like two. Two, two to a bed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sleeping with your closest. <laughs> yeah, sleeping with randoms. Yeah, not that doesn't happen on church or. Aren't you glad you um anymore? Aren't you glad you you age out of that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have some friends. Fast forward to like my current state now. Me, me and my me and my guy friends, my dude friends, are riding motorcycles. That's like our thing. I mean, it's it's a typical like I'm 40 now and I've I've got to get into some new hobby, you know. <laughs> I pick motorcycles. I, I pick motorcycles. Did y'all as a group pick that or did you just? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was it, typical like there was one guy in our group that was like he's been riding motorcycles his whole life and yeah and and so we we're like yeah let's, let's we're doing that let's do what Matt's doing yeah kind of it's a long story but I won't go into the whole thing but yeah we ride motorcycles but we we go on adventure trips like yeah. adventure motorcycling it's not not Harley's not that kind of midlife crisis like a more adventurous uh so kind, what of, a kind thing. of motorcycle is it it's an adventure bike um, so what's it what's the difference uh well there's I mean it's just the shape really <laughs> okay and like when it kind of what it's capable of but okay so do you off-road on yeah your, okay yeah you can do both it's like the idea is that you can do both either like a dual sport or an adventure bike you can go off-roading or you can be on the road okay yeah um Harleys don't go off-road I, no no they don't do that so but anyways, are you all hunched over or do you sit up sit up okay good. yeah sit straight up I'm glad yeah. I, I don't want you to be hunched over because no. that, that upsets me yeah <laughs> Uh, but but when we when we're all going somewhere, I like they're like we we will check on the Airbnb and it's like it sleeps ten and I'm like how many beds is that because we're not 
We're past the age yeah. where it's two beds yeah. sleeping is that, ten. Is that five queen beds? Because that that's five. That sleeps five. <laughs> right. Everybody's getting a bed. Yeah. Or you're packing a. We're, yeah, we're we're past that. Or you pack up your your inflate. No, but no inflatable mattresses. We're too old for that too. Yeah. I'm not for that. Yeah, I got to have a bed to myself. I really want a room to myself. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I really want to be able to close the door at the end of the day and be quiet and be by myself and kind of recharge from group activities. I agree. Okay, so we, we've given these lovely people 20 minutes of our, our catch up. And mm-hmm. so, but Brian, though, this is so cool. Is I mean, when I knew you growing up, you were a musician and mm-hmm. you played the guitar and you did all the things. And, you know, I I figured that that was somewhere in your future and that stuff. So you got away, though, from actually being a musician because you don't play anymore very much. Right. Right. Because two years ago, you were like, oh, I hadn't played in I don't know how long. Right. Because we wanted you to play something. And you were like, no. <laughs> well, yeah. So in the. The the retreat, uh, like the retreat reunion that we're talking about, I, I played played guitar, and that that is part of my past. Like the high school, Brian was a guitar player first, yeah. more than anything, more probably than anything else. And um, and that I kind of you know got into product the production side of music and and video, and uh, kind of quit playing. Uh, and then this retreat came along, reunion and needed needed a, a bass player and a guitar player and I somehow agreed to do both. Yeah. Which was honestly like the first thing I the first thing I had to like prepare like try to pre- prepare for in probably twenty years. Wow. Yeah. So have you played you do you have you been playing since then or you I, had, I never quit playing like at my house. Yeah. You know, just oh, okay. kind of noodling around on a guitar. I never quit doing that, but I did quit taking like any kind of gigs. Like yeah. I just um, preparing for like a show, I, I quit doing that 25 years ago. Okay. So now Brian has gotten into the production side of the music business and other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is an Emmy award winning. Yeah. Guys, Emmy award winners are just like us. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like us. Um, so t- I, wh- tell me what you do mm-hmm. and what you got your Emmy for. Okay. Um, so uh, I own a video production company with uh, with a business partner. Um, his name's Josh Eldred. Uh, we own Cinematic Focus uh, Video Productions together. Cinematic Focus is one word. You can look us up on the internet. You can look at our like website that we haven't updated in five or six years. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> I tell you what though, maybe by the time we release it, because every you know like every this, time this time of year it's slow time. You yeah, know? and we every time in like. December, January, we're always like, okay, this, this January, this is it. This we're is updating the, one. the website, you know, cause it's always like five years old. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, we, uh, we started a video production company. Um, we, um, Josh and I met at the Nashville Fox affiliate. Um, we did the morning show on that, sh- uh, on, on that network. And, we uh all of all of the guys that worked on that morning show did outside jobs as well you know cuz they um it was a 4 hour show but but none of us really worked full time and we were always done at like 9 o'clock in the morning yeah so it's this weird gray area of like you know is that your is that your whole thing or do you do <laughs> something else or you know what do you do with your free it's time it's like firemen you know that, yeah. that work these weird hours you know they're doing something else too so uh we all we all had like a freelance uh, video business on the side Josh and I realized that we worked really well together and this was about the time that DSLR cameras started shooting video so that was a big disruption in our industry that meant that uh, video could look like film pretty inexpensively wow. uh, compared to what it used to be. So well, and that's when everybody kind of started thinking they were their own filmmakers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the barista filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, with the man bun. That's what Jim says. Everybody, my, my husband says, um, that's what digital cameras did to photography that all of a sudden mm-hmm. everybody's got a camera and they're 100%. and they're a photographer now. Yeah. Absolutely. So we, we were, we were those guys, we, uh, <laughs> but it's worked out. Yeah, it's worked out. So we started a company just really as an excuse to buy equipment, 
um, we started shooting weddings um, and also kind of gathered some corporate clients pretty quickly. And um, we don't shoot weddings anymore, but (laughs) um, uh, I do say though, that if weddings happened at noon on a Wednesday, we would still be shooting them. Yeah. But I'm not, the every Saturday for the rest of my life thing just doesn't seem like a yeah. career path for me. But um, anyways, uh, we started, we started uh, shooting weddings, started doing a little bit of work for Vanderbilt university, uh, kind of documentary style uh, filmmaking for them, uh, supplementing some of the video guys that worked for them full time. And that just kind of took off. Um, no advertising, not trying to, no, no grand plan to to do this for a living. But after after you know a little while, that that, that was back in like oh eight or oh nine or something, or maybe twenty ten when we started piddling with it. But by twenty twelve, um, it was clear that we needed to make a decision. We were we were basically working for a, our video production company full time and doing like six hours six or seven hours a day at Fox, which was tough because we got up. Um, well, I had to get up at two forty-five to go to that job in the morning. Wow! Yeah, so you try to le- lead a normal life and you know go to bed at nine or ten o'clock at night for a few weeks, and then you just crash and want to sleep all the time. And so I was, I was, you know, trying to do both things. And um, Josh was too. Josh worked there at the same time. So, and he had it even worse. He would get he was a photog for for news. Um, and so we had we would have a uh, a lot of times he was uh, directing or or editing at the station. And he, he kept kind of similar hours I did where we had to be there at 4am, but uh, he would get called um, to like come in at midnight just because the, the photog that was the overnight photog wasn't going to come in or they needed two photogs that night. So, I mean, you know, he would he'd be, be there like, all night. Yeah. He'd, he'd get a call at like, you know, seven or eight o'clock at night and be like, Oh, like you thought you were only going to get, four hours of sleep tonight, but actually you're only going to get one yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you're only yeah. going to get two. So that, you know, um, and we were running our video production company full time basically. Right. So in 2012, we made a decision t- that we're getting, we're getting out of that, getting out of, out of the Fox business and just made the leap to, we, we saved up. Uh, we had all the equipment we need, you know, needed. We, we kind of made a list of like, okay, this is the equipment we need to do this for a living. Um, let's buy all that. And then, then we said, okay, you know, modest salaries, like what's that look like? Yeah. And, um, and let's get three months of that in the bank and jump ship. Wow. Aren't y'all smart? Yeah, we just did it. I mean, I don't know. It, it was, I but mean, those it, are good questions to ask before you mm-hmm. step out and yeah. leave your, I mean, <laughs> your livelihood. Right. I mean, it was scary. Yeah. Yeah. It was scary. So, and were you already married? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tasha and I married in 2001. And so I had, uh, Boston was born in 08. So this was 2012. So he was four. So he was yeah. four. That was, and that was a defining thing. Like uh, Josh, uh, I don't remember what year Josh got married, but he either got married in like 12 or 13 or 12, you know, somewhere, somewhere around in that. He was getting married yeah. right when we decided to do all this. And um and he didn't have any kids yet, but the kind of the idea is that like with Fox, we kind of felt like, like we're never going to have like a normal family life, you know? Yeah. So that was, that's always been a, a guiding force for our company is to be able to be better husbands and fathers. Yeah. And we're not, we're not like just, we're not like laser driven to have this giant empire of a video production company. We're, you know, we're really trying to. Although you, know, you clearly could have, you I could have know. it. I guess I don't know. But You're an Emmy award. I mean, they don't still give those things out. People win Emmys every year. <laughs> yeah, but like a select few. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, you're so humble about this. Well, I mean, the Emmy thing is really cool, and I mean, it, it's it's helped us out a lot. It. I, you asked about what you know what that film was. So, um, we we and this is why we were still. At Fox, we got asked to edit um, a documentary for the United Methodist Church. Okay. Uh, we met it. We had a we had a contact with a producer named Henry Giles, and um, she she met us, liked us, and said, "I would like to maybe use use you guys as my editors." And and so you know, we just made an impression with her. We 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 um, I think we met her through Vanderbilt, and. 
so she she decided to use us and and over the course of this documentary getting shot and produced she was the writer producer of it or one of the producers but she was the writer um it the the that documentary kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger it was um it was a documentary on a a black sacred music oh okay and kind of the story I was told is that basically the, the United Methodist church was going to kind of re-release a hymnal mm-hmm. and they started doing some research and, and they kind of found out that this, this specific type of, of uh, black sacred gospel music was kind of dying away. Mm-hmm. And so they decided to do a film about it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a film honoring those traditions and it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's an, it's an amazing film. Um, You can, you can find it at, it's called Reflect, Reclaim, Rejoice, Preserving the Gift of Black American Sacred Music. Wow. So I think that I might have not got that perfect, but you can find it. <laughs> well, it um, is a lot. Yeah. That's a long time. Um, but I mean, it's it's an amazing film and I'm I'm thrilled that we that, you know, we got to edit it. I mean, it's awesome. And and so that won an Emmy. So it was it was narrated by Alfred Woodard. Um, and it, it's just an awesome it's an awesome film. So, so you put it, to, but you were the editor. You put it together. Yeah. You, I mean, the end result was because of you. Well, uh, uh, it's a team. I mean, it really I is. I know, though. but I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I I appreciate that. I did have a lot to do with it. I mean, a lot of my creativity is in it, but, but, but it's a, it's a team. And I mean, really, I mean, when the, I mean, Henry, she, she's, she's the one, I mean, that get, that should get a lot of, you know, most of the credit yeah. and, and, she, and I mean, she won an Emmy too. You know, we all, we all did, yeah. which is awesome, you know, and I, but I'm grateful to the United Methodist church for, for including uh, us with that. Oh, well, it, you're welcome <laughs> as, as a current member of a, oh, of the, yeah, of a United yeah. Methodist church. You're welcome. Yeah. We're it, glad to have done that for you. Thank you. I mean, so yeah, you're, you're, you're involved in my Emmy as well, <laughs> See, but no, I was still a Baptist then. So, <laughs> yeah, right. um, so, you know, I, well, I, we've done it. We've got to do a lot of cool things. Yeah. Uh, the Emmy does help, but I yeah. mean, you know, Emmy's, you know, awards. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to talk bad about it or anything like that. I mean, it's an amazing thing and, yeah. and good work should get recognized. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be part of that. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Cause uh, you know, my uncle Chris was saying that, yeah, Brian won an Emmy and I was like, no, okay, Chris. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's very, uh, I mean, he, he's a great cheerleader, mm-hmm. but I was like, I don't know if Brian's actually won an Emmy. So, um, yeah. I was glad to, I mean, I believed it. I mean, I believed that you were able to, Sure. but then I was like, why is he hanging out with us? <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Brian, uncle Chris has returned, has uh, talked Brian into coming down here and helping us film something. Um, and just being with you this week and, and seeing, I mean, it's, I'm just so impressed with you. I'm just so blown away by, and watching how you, you do it, how you set up the, the, the stage, set the scene and listening to you with your, your camera guy that you brought down here and listening to you, you give him direction and, and correct him. It's just been really kind of, I mean, I've just been, I mean, I was telling Jim last night, I was like, Jim, he's really good. He's really good. I'm really impressed by the way he's carrying himself. And um, we look, I mean, just like that, uh, we, our, Chris does a lot with the Panera. um, (laughs) Brian's family is taking pictures. You know what's going, do you want to I appreciate you. You're like right in the middle of all these, like just heaping praise on me, which I, I appreciate. But my my son has started doing Be Real. Do you know what Be Real is? Sort of. Yeah. So so the the Be Real alert just went off. Oh. And so you have to take a picture within two minutes. It goes off every day. Oh. And like it's it's social media, but it's yeah. like one picture a day and it tells you when to take it. Everybody on Be Real takes a picture at the same time, pretty much. Oh, it's pretty so cool. So I didn't know what that was. Yeah. I've seen it, but I didn't know what it yeah. was. So, yeah, I, that's why I looked down at my watch. I was like, oh, the Be Real just went off. <laughs> so every you're supposed to take a picture now. And they, <laughs> so they're doing it so for they, you? They were taking a picture with so that with me, <laughs> yeah, that, they decided that was, that was appropriate. I love it. Because so. I've got a window in the uh-huh. studio because, you know, I... You have a nice studio. Thank, this is nice. Thank you. That really means a lot. 
that yeah, you say cause, that. Because you said when you asked me to be on the show that I, I wasn't allowed to laugh at your setup. But this is really nice. Well, thank you. See, guys, I'm mm-hmm. legit. I've got legit stuff here. Definitely legit. There's merch here. That's there's, right. There's real microphones. Uh-huh. I even know how to put them up and take them down. <laughs> if, if you would have... Now, I will say this. You you have a nicer mic than I have over here. You have, oh, yeah. Jim bought it. He That's what he... That yeah, was his goal. Right. The yeah. host needs to sound a hair better than the guest. I mean, let's be let's be. Well, real. I, I appreciate that now, but but I also would argue that I cannot tell a difference. Okay. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah, but that is a nice mic. If Thank you would if you would have said what mic should I get, that would be on the list. Oh wow! And these are good mics too. Little See, Rode. See guys? We use Rode mics, so we're using Rode mics for this uh, this this brand. And that your your um your roadcaster there. Yeah. We're using road mics for this whole documentary that we're shooting for you. Oh wow. Yeah. Now, well, that's not a road mic. That's a sure mic. Yeah, this is sure. But uh, we love sure too. Um we um but Brian is in town because my uncle Chris got involved with Panera there. Um what was it called? I don't care I can't remember what the name of the program is, but at the end of the day, Panera Bread Company donates all of their unused bread that wasn't sold throughout the day instead of just checking it in the trash they um open it up and let organizations come and pick up and do with it what they will um I mean, it's a pretty strenuous process to be approved by them but chris has um been doing this for years and mo- mainly for his church he's the pastor of preston baptist church in um, preston georgia in willow webster county and he started doing it for his community there and giving it out. And so as as time has gone on and it's really not been utilized by the Columbus community, um, he has picked up two more days. And so one of the one of the nights that he picks up, he he takes it on Tuesday mornings to an organization in Columbus called Truth Spring, which you guys have already met Rob and Carrie um, from the December episode. So Chris um, supports them in that way, their families and communities there. And we deliver it. And so my child, Jay. This is a lot of backstory, um, but this is what I do. Um, <laughs> it's an amazing story. I mean, this is the story that I mean, this is I mean, this might be more interesting to a larger group of people than like us talking about. No, the- no 100 percent. No, this is going to find its niche niche and you're going to tell all your friends and they're going to listen and it's going to be amazing. Um, see, I'm, I'm relying on Brian to like help me get to that. That okay. level, yeah. uh, level here. Um, Maybe our entire youth group. See, if they would all that. hop on board, yeah. I think it would help. Yeah. Um, but so my Jake's part of his, um, what he's doing for his senior project is helping Chris with this. And so we pull up to, cause you go when they close. So it's 10 o'clock and we're all about to go into um, this Panera by, by my house. <laughs> and Jake, Brian's like, okay, we're going to mic you up. And my Jake's like, do what now? Do I have to talk? Oh, my gosh. So as we walk in right before they close, there were people in there. And so you see Jake, who's got a mic on, and Garrett, the cameraman guy, is following Jake with his mic. And Brian's got on headphones and listening to the sound and and making sure everything's working. And so these people in that Panera were like, what is happening here? Oh, my gosh. They kind of looked excited. They looked a little excited, yeah. a little nervous. When the ca- when watch when a camera enters a room, everybody sits up. Everybody <laughs> kind of like, I bet. Like, like oh yeah. crap, is this my yeah. good angle? What yeah. is this my side? Oh, I to, Wait, I need to suck it in, turn yeah. my head. This is my. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I wonder how my hair looks. You know, you could see that. And Jake just sat down and was like, "What am I supposed to be doing?" Mm-hmm. So we pulled up. I mean, we showed up like we were doing something really important, and it looked official, and um. That's, you know, half the battle. Looking official is half the battle, in my opinion. It is. That's why we went all out on my stuff, so that it's nice, when yeah. I invite people in, they mm-hmm. don't get in here and go, okay, Emily. <laughs> There's a, there is a, uh, a kind of the law of diminishing returns, though. If you go too far over the top yeah. with, with how much production there is, like, people start shutting down. Really? You know? Yeah, they don't, they're like... Um, we don't need all the bells and whistles. Yeah, they kind of are like, whoa, this this is starting to look like a film set. Like, you know, we need to. Yeah, this is going to, you know, it's going to put everybody in a weird, like a weird pins and needles kind of a mood. So you there's a there's a there's ar- a line. There's a line that once you pass, it's like, yeah, this isn't this isn't real anymore. This is like this is a film set. Yeah. You know, like if we came in, like we didn't we didn't light Panera, you yeah. know. 
I mean, you know, it get it can get intense, uh, but yeah. we we don't. That's not really the, the style of filmmaking we do. I mean, although we do, ha- you know, have to light things quite often, but um, but yeah, we try to keep it, you know, where people aren't completely freaked out. Yeah, you know, when you show up, where it's le- it still looks. Le- I mean, but yeah. I feel like we looked legit. Le- I felt yeah. like I was doing something like mm-hmm. really, you know. On the up and up that mm-hmm. was going to be exciting, and it and I think it is going to be exciting. Um, but this video that Chris has tasked Brian to make is is going to be sent to Panera Corporate. Say, here's what we do with the Panera, and how yeah. appreciative we are of it. And Please we, don't get rid of this program, <laughs> right? Well, that and and it's it's like pretty awe inspiring to see how many people it's impacting their lives. Yeah, and it's interesting to think about like a a corporate a corporate guy could be look, you know, looking at spreadsheets and saying, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that Panera would end the program. Obviously yeah. they're, they're, um, obviously they have a philanthropic heart, right. you know, for their community or they wouldn't be doing this, yeah. you know, but, but I could, I could see where they could look at a spreadsheet and say, are we, are we using this to the best of our ability? Should we let some big national uh, team come in and, and get it and, and, do, get it and yeah. do something else with it, you know, would that have a bigger reach? And you could see when you start playing with numbers that maybe it looks like, oh, well, this would have a bigger reach or something. Yeah. But I mean, these are people in the Columbus community. Like, you know, these, when, when those people drive past Panera, they're going, man, that, that company cares about us locally, yeah. you know, and, and obviously Chris cares about people locally. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is amazing to think that the, you know, we picked up, you know, two boxes and two bags mm-hmm. of leftover stuff. And I mean, it does vary. I mean, week to week, it varies um, because Jake and I picked up at both Panera's on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And it was, oh, my gosh, so much stuff. And um, we were able to deliver it to um, a halfway house in a ministry here. But but it's interesting to think when you look at that, that you get, it's not like it's just dropped off for the most part it's not just dropped off somewhere like thrown out mm-hmm. it's not like we just drive up to a homeless shelter or a, or a or an encampment right or a tent city somewhere and like drop off a bag of bag of bread and cookies yeah. and whatever yeah. when you really kind of get into it and see that that those two boxes and two bags that we took them to this this organization where they are feeding or ministering to children, you know, children, several city blocks of, of people. And one by one, as they would come in, it just, it's, it's amazing to think about this, the reach that that has Mm -hmm. from just those four bags of stuff. Um, So that was really cool. And I'm, I'm glad that you, thank you for coming and do that. I mean, well, I mean, these are the, these are the most fun stories to tell. I mean, as a video production company, we, we get to tell awesome stories yeah. often, but, but obviously that's not all we do. I mean, uh, I wish it was all we do, but that's just not how, like you can't run a business like that. Yeah. You know I mean? There's well, especially since you're doing this for free. Right. Yeah. Well, but, but all the, all the kind of, you know, semi, semi boring corporate stuff that we do pays the bills, you yeah. know, it, it lets us come do stuff like this for free, you know? So how much does it, you were telling Chris a little bit last night about how to, how much does it cost mm-hmm. to do a documentary? And I know it'll vary, it varies but a like lot. a baseline. It, I mean, I mean, I hate, I hate, I hate to say numbers just because um, you can, so I'll say this, you can shoot content on, on the cell phone that's in your pocket right now. You can edit it on your phone. You can distribute it on YouTube and you can, you can capture the world with that. Yeah. Um, I tell people all the time, it's free. It, it's free. The, the, the content is king, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, like if you, if you just think about what you, what did you watch today? Like what, what, what did you, what dominated what you watched today? You probably saw stuff that was shot on a cell phone today. Yeah. And that's because uh, these cell phones have gotten to the point where they, you know, they can tell stories. Yeah. They're not, it's not that it's excellent or anything. It's, you know, um, we're constantly moving in kind of both directions on the quality continuum. You know, the, the, the cheapest, the thing that everyone has 
is getting better and better and better on the low end of the scale. Yeah. But then like, you know, like the Marvel franchise, the, you know, these major motion pictures that cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make all that's getting better on the quality end of the spectrum. So we're moving in two different directions at the same time. Yeah. But it, what it does is creates places in the middle for companies like us where they where where the, your client wants good enough production. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not we're not churning out um, you know, multi-million dollar quality on every video we do. So, but people spend multi-million dollars on on documentaries all the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've, you've, you have watched documentaries that cost millions of dollars to make. You've probably also watched documentaries that took like 20,000 or 30,000 or 40,000 to make, Yeah, you know, if the content is good enough, you'll watch it because the entry level, the, int- the barrier to, to watch something, uh, the, I mean, the, 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 the quality has is not the the limiting factor anymore yeah. because you have something in your pocket that's good enough to to tell a story. If you have the story in front of you and you have um you have the know-how, you know, inside your head to tell that story with the with the equipment you have, anybody anybody can do this. Anybody. I mean, that's just the truth, you know. So when people ask how much it costs, like uh, you know, it it can be free. And it can yeah. be hundreds of millions of dollars and it can be anything in between. It really can be. Does this continuum, does everybody being able to do it themselves? I mean, I guess it has to push the other op, the other it end pushes both ends. to be mm-hmm. better. It does. Um, and what's really exciting about it though, is, is it pushes humans to be better. Like it, it's when, when the technology is not the limiting factor anymore, like the skill of the human that's doing it becomes the most important thing, wow. you know? So, I mean, any, you know, you can, you can go buy a camera at a pawn shop and make something and fantastic make, and make it. something great with it. You know, I mean, that's, you know, I, I, that's what I believe anyways, you know, now people get in the weeds about, uh, you know, is, you know, is this camera good enough to, yeah. but really what they're talking about is it, is, is it, is it good enough to get you on a certain platform? Like for instance, a long time Netflix had standards, like they had a list of cameras that really? they would, yeah, that they would, that they, they're acceptable for shooting something that was going to air on Netflix. But like when you watch the deadliest catch, there's GoPros. Yeah. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, they don't shoot. They don't shoot the deadliest catch with GoPros. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but there is that in there. But yeah, but every but if if something was captured with some you know tiny little you know four hundred dollar camera and and that's the content that you know like that's what caught it. Yeah, if you can see what happened. It's good enough. Yeah. You know? So that is such a different. That is such a different way to put all of that, though. Yeah, it's such a different. Um, I don't know. That's so inclusive. Like anybody, you can do this. Yeah, you can make it. Yeah, watch watch YouTube videos on storytelling. Like, quit watching YouTube videos on equipment. Like, <laughs> learn how to be a storyteller. You yeah, know? That's, that's fascinating. Though, that's the skill. When you when you're out and about and doing on your motorcycle adventures, do you <laughs> do you ever? I mean, do you always? T- well, you always have your phone, so you could yeah. do content there. No, but I'm the world's worst at documenting my own my own life. I don't, I don't do that hardly. I don't do that as, as well as I should. A lot of it though, is like this idea that like, you know, the mechanics car is always broken down. Yeah. That kind of, I don't, I I don't. Yeah. The cobbler always needs new shoes. Yeah. Right. So I don't, I don't spend as much time. I, I don't, it's, it's not that, it's not that I don't find my life interesting. I, you know, I try to live an interesting life, you know, I think we should all do that, but, and I really regret not, you know, documenting like my family's life better. Yeah. Um, I used like when, when my son was a baby and through toddler years, I took a lot more pictures than I do now. Yeah. Everyone does that though. Everyone yeah. kind of goes in ebbs, ebbs and flows of it. But um, I mean, the other idea is like the, the best camera is the one that you have on you. So like yeah. my iPhone is my, like, even though I have access to obviously better cameras than my iPhone, it is the one that I always have on me. Yeah. It's the one um, you end up using all the time. Exactly. Does, um, but do you like enter in, like if you were just coming to visit us in mm-hmm. Columbus, mm-hmm. we didn't ask you to come to do anything. Right. Just, I'm just, I'm just hanging out. No, I don't, I, I would not bring any production equipment. It'd no, just but if, we, do you sit and go, 
wow, this would be a great story to tell. Yeah, I do that a lot. Now, I will say that the Truth Spring story, we just scratched the surface on it. Yeah. But that that is an amazing story. That that story needs to be like amplified. I well, mean, come back, do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, I'm yeah. trying to figure out. I've already been thinking for 24 hours how I was going to pay you to do it. <laughs> Unlimited barn time, Brian. <laughs> that's that's worth a lot. <laughs> it's very very calming out there. It's it's a it is a dude's place though. It is. Yeah. See, I'm not. A, I, I mean, I'm allowed out there, obviously. But you know, my you know, Bo likes to call it the frat house, and Jim's like, it's not the frat house. It's just the barn. But I mean, mm-hmm. he wanted his senior. He wanted to have a senior party out there with his just his buddies, no girls. And was like, Mom, you can't come. And I was like, ah, that hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one, you're graduating yeah. from high school, and I want to be a part of what you're doing. And mm-hmm. I was not allowed to go. Wow. Well, un- un- unlimited barn time is a is a is, is a selling factor. Is well, that's a, yeah, amazing. A, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I can I can go explain that to all my guys that work for me. Yeah. See, and I will say though that Jim and I were talking last night, and I said, "Is this the most normal person <laughs> that I've ever?" that I've ever introduced yeah. you to. And he was like, I think so, Emily. I think so. And I was like, great. Cause you and Jim have so much in common. I want you to be able to like hang out and, yeah. And I, I really enjoyed meeting your husband last night. He's very, cause very you guys cool are, guy. you guys have a lot of the same interests and, um, he can get real geeky on all. Like, I mean, he did all the research for all my equipment and everything, but, and he was like, you've got to ask Brian how you do this, this and this. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, I will. <laughs> it's, it's fun when you meet somebody like that, you know, like that you, you, I mean, I, I've been here, like you told me about Jim back in Florida when, you know, when we had yeah. the, the reunion and, um, and I remember thinking then like, oh, that's, that's, that's my kind of guy. <laughs> that's right. You know, <laughs> um, so, but it's not always, I don't know. Um, it's weird. Like, see, now we're back on, now we're back on, um, non-business stuff that's mm-hmm. so fascinating. I, we've we've traveled back off the subject. <laughs> um, but it's weird to be male-female relates friendships mm-hmm. and bringing that into Yeah, you hope you hope the spouses like each other. Yeah, or yeah. and it's and it's like this you know, cuz I mean last night I mean we sat next to each other and I mean Jim's on my side, you know, the other side and then Tasha's down there and it's just like it's so it's weird. Almost. I mean, it's it was weird to me to think here we are mm-hmm. all these years later with yeah. our spouses. Yeah, and it's neat, though. It is mm-hmm. neat. But it's just like, a how does that dynamic? Because I don't know about you. I've gone through phases in my life where it's been, you know, where I've done. Oh, OK, well, this is this phase. And then I had a period and, and Helen, my co-host for Coffee Talk, and I have talked about this. Where you have this, it's like I, I went through this phase where I was like, okay, now I'm the stay-at-home mom, junior league member, PTA president, da 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 And now that I've, and I've really started doing this in my 40s, and I really think I was entering into this when I saw you two years ago, this reclaiming of my roots, sort mm-hmm. of, and who I was and who I wanted to be. Not that I haven't been... A version of myself but this is like i feel more this be real business mm-hmm. i feel more real and authentic mm-hmm. now than i than i have in my 30s for sure yeah. and so it's interesting though to kind of bring this back mm-hmm. so i think you missed the portion of my life that i wasn't <laughs> this yeah but you were there at the beginning when yeah. i was this like mm-hmm immature version of this <laughs> yeah you know what i mean with uh-huh. a bow in my hair you know yeah. mm-hmm. and giggling and 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 whatnot so <laughs> i i just it's interesting though for those two things to yeah. for the worlds to collide mm-hmm. yeah it is it it is interesting there's also i think this interesting thing that happens when um you know people become friends and but like the spouse hasn't you know isn't part of that yet and yeah. like, you're like everyone's hoping like Hey, we have this cool friendship thing going on here. I hope yeah. everybody else is on board with it. Do you like us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 
I've had that happen a few times in my life. We we met this family that we're super close to. We go on vacations with them and everything. And we met uh, our kids took Taekwondo together and homeschooled together. And uh, Tasha and uh, wife got pretty close friends and the kids are close friends. But uh, the husband was deployed. Oh, and so, like, so when he came back, it was like a whole new thing. Well, and we were hope we're like, you know, like th- this whole year that we've become really close friends with this family. Amy's <laughs> telling me about this guy, her husband, and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna love the, you're gonna love Don, you're gonna love." And Don. And you're like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "I'm, I'm really hoping I do because this is because <laughs> Don sounds awesome, yeah. and you know, we're all friends now, and so like, but it was this awkward. I mean, this is years ago now. This is, I think, like nine years ago. Yeah. And then he comes from, from deployment and, and like, it you worked know, okay. And, and we're like looking at each other. Like, I, I think we're supposed to be like close friends now. Yeah, You're now my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You cool, you cool with that? Like, I will give it a try, you know? Cause I really like your family. Yeah. And, and we still I'm glad are, that worked out. We're still like super close. You know, we've been <laughs> so super glad close that worked this out. whole time. And but we, that's hard. We go on vacations together. It's pretty cool. Well, it's hard to find, Couple friends. Yeah, it is hard that to find you can. Mm-hmm. You everyone likes each other. Yeah. See, and our best friends moved. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that has definitely. I mean, they moved a long time ago. <laughs> they moved six years ago, and I mean, there's still like a a vacancy. Not that we don't have other friends that we don't love, but right. I mean, our best friends moved, and mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. this is so bizarre. This is where we. This is who we went everywhere with. Right. We did everything with these people. They've been at all the things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause their daughter is a, plays volleyball and she had a fat and I was like, um, I need a fat head. <laughs> I need this fat head too. I need one of those. <laughs> Can you order me one? I mean, I want to sit here yeah. and wave it around. <laughs> no, I won't be at the volleyball games, but I'll be at home shaking her little head around. <laughs> yeah. It, that's sad how yeah people move away and all that stuff. I mean, you experienced that in high school. Yeah. I did. And and you always you never know though if people are going to remember you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that was mm-hmm. weird. I assumed that no one was going to know who I was. Mm-hmm. On that trip. And I mean that may not have been fair because they all were older than me. But you know, I thought that they might recognize mama because mm-hmm. mama is mama and pretty much looks the same. So, and I was hoping that they would get who I was <laughs> just by association mm-hmm. with her. But I mean, it's, it's interesting to, because that was such a huge part of my life. Yeah. And the thing that I missed a hundred percent, the most of anything else, mm-hmm. because I've never had that again. And that, that group and that, that youth group and that church were, so in my mind, they're so important Mm -hmm. and so vivid yeah but i was like you know is that gonna be and i really had to ask myself you know how am i gonna feel when these people don't remember you because you've been gone a long time and a lot of life has happened since you were 15 Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it was fun we had it was oh my gosh i want to do it again yeah i want us to do it again so we're going back this um we're, we're i'm going with chris again so you guys i feel like you guys have to come to our retreat that your church's retreat to Chris's church's retreat. Chris's church's retreat. When is that? The end of July. Okay. Howell's cottages, man. (laughs) Again, I don't Mm -hmm. stay at the cottages. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah. Full disclosure. We didn't, we didn't stay at the cottages either on that, on that reunion. Yeah. We stayed. Although I think they are kind of nicer than they were. Maybe. I mean, they're still original. You know, I was looking forward to the nostalgia. I, I there was no part of me that actually wanted to sleep in one of those beds though. No, me neither. Because I had to sleep on a pullout with yeah. Oh. Mm, I do think it's cleaner. We're not really selling house cottages right now. Although it's not even called that anymore. No, but. now it's just the cottages. Okay. It's it this year it was it's sold again. I don't know if it was the same family that just kind of mm. split Anyway, it's just the cottages Christian retreat. And I think it's typical. I mean, I think, I mean, it's Panama city beach, but like right at Sunnyside. Mm-hmm. So you guys look at, check it out. Right. I mean, there are families that stay there. I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen them, but you know, I, I bought, and when I say stuff like this, I get on my own nerves, but mm-hmm. 
it can't be it can't be ignored um, or avoided. I but we Jim and I bought a beach house, literally <laughs> right at it. Yeah, and I always before I mean I we've looked because Jim's parents have a condo like two miles down the road from it, mm-hmm. and so I've been going there for twenty years now with Jim, and it's just um. I always thought, why, who would want to have a house or a condo right by these retreats? Heck no, not me. And we looked at that house and cause it's a little cinder block original, you know, little cinder block house built in the fifties. And I was like, this is the house I want. And then I wasn't even paying attention to the proximity to Howell's cottages. But as we moved in and I walked, I was like, Oh my, this plays a direct link into why this is the one I wanted. The feeling of being right here and like seeing those pathway pathways, the boardwalks mm. down to the beach. Yeah. It's like, this is such a feeling of, oh, I was happy here. This is good. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's real. I will, I will corroborate that. Cause, yeah. Um, we were just in uh, Florida. Yes. Just a few, I guess, m- months ago now, weeks ago, something yeah. like that. And, um, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't stay at your place, but, but I guess Chris and Cindy did. Yeah. And, um, and so we, we got to hang out on your back porch and it does, it, it, it feels like, like when we stay in Panama city is like the big Wyndham, mm-hmm. which is way down by pure park and all that, Yeah, which is great. And I'm in, <laughs> when you tell people you go to Panama city for like, for vacation, they're, they're like, like, oh, like, oh <laughs> I haven't been there since like spring break <laughs> in high school. <laughs> Everybody like, thinks of La Vila and Spinnaker and what t shirt like, You know, it's really not like that anymore. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is somewhere, but like at Pure Park. Thomas Drive, it is. Okay. Well, at Pure Park, it's like, yeah. it's people. It's, it's family. It's yeah. People like us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess all of us went to Panama City and experienced that when we were kids. Yeah. So, so now we're going as adults. But, but even what I was saying is like the Pure Park experience doesn't have the House Cottage experience. Yeah. But like your, your place, like right there. A man, I mean, like it, it does. I, it, and it's just because, like, that's the beach. Like, you know, you you probably set foot on on that beach. As, I've been on that sand before. Yeah, as a fifteen year old. Yeah, and and then here you are. Like now, now that you have a place there. Like that's pretty cool. And I I had a lot of uh, good memories sitting on your back porch just a couple of weeks ago. Thinking back to all those retreats. And I almost went with Chris and Cindy. Um, then? And I was like, I'm going too. I'm going to, Chris was like, yeah, go with us. And I was like, I'm coming. And then I was like, wait, I have kids. <laughs> I have a yeah. husband and children. Yeah. I cannot yeah. just pack up and go to yeah. the beach this week. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of homeschool. That's what we do. We, yeah. we pack up and go to do things weird, you know, at weird times of the year. See, but y'all are. And hopefully no one else is doing it. I couldn't do it, though. It's tough. It's hard. Do you share the burden? Or is it mostly (laughs) Tasha? I mean, I I think technically I share the burden. But but I would, you know, I can't say that with a straight face. Like (laughs) Tasha, I mean, I share it as in like, I take like 1% of it. (laughs) I mean... I wish I wish it was fifty fifty, but I don't I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I mean, my wife is awesome. She, I mean, she's a homeschool warrior. My kids would be idiots if I was in charge of their education. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of help these days. I mean, there's um, he goes to a tutorial. Yeah. Um. So he has like really high quality teachers that he meets with once a week. They give him a lot of his. Um. It's 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 a lot more like college, mm. where like there's a there's a syllabus and. You know, he 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 goes in and uh, has like a classroom setting one day a week, and then he's responsible for work the rest of the week. He can text his teachers. It's pretty cool. Um, he didn't do all of his subjects that way, but like the some of the more like math, we 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 are in the middle of transitioning math into that. Yeah, because we don't want to. I mean, my wife doesn't want to like learn trig. No heavens, no. I don't think anyone needs it. Well, you need it to go to college, which why maybe you don't need to go to college. Stupid. My son wants to play baseball, right? And so, you know, he's you know he, he wants a good ACT score. I mean, all of this stuff kind of yeah. fulfills itself. You know, I mean, really, 
what as a homeschool uh, a parent, I'm I'm aiming towards a good ACT score, right? So that uh, if he does, if he is blessed to get a, a baseball scholarship somewhere, he won't be held back by his ACT score in any way. Yeah. So that's where I feel like because like he can, you know, he can read, he can write, <laughs> and he can do he can do the math that I can do, right? <laughs> you know. So I mean, like it, once you get to that point, if you can, if your reading comprehension is good, which his is really good, probably better than mine. Um, and you can write like you can you can express yourself, you know, you can be thoughtful and express yourself in writing and you can do basic math. I mean, what else do you really need in life? That's right. You know, I mean, do you need to know biology? Heck I mean, no, I don't. No. But you do need a good ACT score. If like if, what if like you know, his we live in Nashville. I work at Vanderbilt a lot. Yeah. I mean, his dream his dream college to go to would be Vanderbilt. Well, you have, should come to Auburn and take a look at it. Right. Yeah. Well, any SEC school would be great. Yeah. But like uh, Vandy baseball is kind of a big deal. It is. Yeah. And, you know, I would hate for him to be held back by ACT score because Vanderbilt's pretty much an Ivy League school. They care about you that. Know, yeah. They care about that. Auburn doesn't care about it so much. So, I mean, <laughs> just let us know. <laughs> yeah. I Not think, that I can help you in yeah, any way. I, we know someone on the team right now. Oh, cool. <laughs> Well, we would like to probably talk to him. Yes. Because I think he would also prefer to just be like scouted by a major league and just go directly into that system. But I, I, part of me wants him to, you know, maybe go to college. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't finish college. See, and look what you've done. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't think it's as important as it. I don't know that if it was ever as important as everyone thought it was, um, because I have a I mean, I have a college degree. I. Yeah. I now think, nowadays, at forty five, sitting in a por- sitting in a podcast deal and using my creative yeah. creativity, it you know things that I have learned mm-hmm. with my theater degree have really are really coming in useful. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, the other <laughs> twenty years before this, I'm right. not sure that it was yeah. well, really I was, helpful. <laughs> I was a music major. I mean, like that was that was going to go. I mean, either. You know, either I was going to play for a living or I wasn't, you know, yeah. and I didn't, I, I got to a point where I didn't want to do that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I didn't finish it out. Yeah. You didn't need to. There, there, we're going to end on that. You didn't need to. I didn't need to. <laughs> College was not necessary. End of it's story. not, it's not, it's, it's hard for, it's hard to say that, but. It's yeah, truth these it's days, true. and it's so dadgum expensive now that if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, <laughs> please, please go, <laughs> or anything that you know, work really hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want like a YouTube doctor. <laughs> no, but, no, I don't, I don't want someone that just stayed at a Holiday Inn mm-hmm. to help me. <laughs> All right, Brian, thank you for coming. I appreciate I'm, it. I'm glad to have done this. I'm glad that you you made time in your in your day to do this with me. Um, I appreciate it. And um, you guys, so listen, give us, even if this is the only episode you listen to, which it won't be because you're going to love it. I'm, I'm highly entertaining all the time, um, no matter who I'm talking to. And um, give us five stars. At least pretend like you're listening to it. You don't actually have to. Just push play, let it go, and give it five stars. And tell all your friends, okay? Brian, you're in charge of telling your Telling all your peeps that you're going to be on here. Shout out to Tusculum Hills Youth Group of the 90s, 80s and late 80s. Was it that 20-year span? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So the 80s and 90s Tusculum Hills Youth, get on board. (laughs) Those people are listening right now probably. Hey! (laughs) You guys were awesome. We love you. We miss you. All right, that's enough. Hey, you never know who's going to be next, guys. So tune in next time. Bye.